Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Tuesday, May 25, and here comes Julio Jones. First of all, Verderam, just want to make sure that you're okay. I know we'll get to the Knicks on the back end here, but it's only one game, seven-game series. you got to win four. Are you all right? I still think they're winning the series. Yeah, I, I, I said seven before the series. I still think they'll win it in seven. I, if, if Julius Randle doesn't play like me, they'll be fine. Yeah, just for people who don't make it to the end of stacking the box, Verderam's been talking about the Knicks for the last three months, and uh, they finally in the playoffs. They lose a tough game. Spike Lee looks like he's going to die. And, uh, you know, I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm, I'm fine. I, okay. I, I will say, man, it was, it was just cool having the garden rocking the way it was. It, they have, it has not been that loud in 20 years. It, well, and just forget about 20 years. Just the whole sports world looks a whole lot more normal right now, which is, I think, you know, like last sure. year, it was, cool, it was cool to have sports. But, like, it, you know, empty stadiums, it still felt like you were just trying to get through it and have nothing terrible happen, whereas now it just feels differently. I mean, I was caught off guard, even as a Knicks fan, by how loud it was the second that game started. Like, normally, you know, if you're watching, if you familiar at all with the Knicks, you know that they'll, they have an organ, they play throughout the game, whatever, and then they'll, you know, at the end of the game, there's always, like, this two-chime chant, and they'll go, you know, defense on stuff. They usually only do that in the fourth quarter. They did it on the first possession of the game, and the Hawks threw the ball away, and the place exploded like it was game seven of the NBA fight. It was unbelievable. Because I, I think, honestly, that's what fans have missed more than anything else. It's just the community of lunatics coming together to let out whatever they got to let out and just to hear it. Like, you, you, you literally have a sensation going through you, which is the difference – more so than anything else of going to the game. I mean, it's cool if you have great seats and you can think, see things up close, but, you know, for, you know, just wanting to be in the building, sitting in the last row, you want to be with the crowd, man. You do. We, we miss the crowd. You do. When, and I'll, I'll leave the next thing at this. When Barrett dunked on Bogdanovich in the third <laughs> quarter, I, I thought the place was – I thought it was going to come down. Like, <laughs> R.J. Barrett has been really good this year. I, I did not expect him to do that. He is usually a guy who – will kind of drive for contact and maybe lay it up. And he – that was the best dunk by a Knicks player since Starks. It's not even an exaggeration. That was – I mean, Bogdanov is a good player, and he was in position, and Barrett just took him for a ride. Now, look, if you're the Hawks, you don't care. You won the game. Fine. Hey, no, no argument there. Trey Young was excellent. Bogdanovich was great. That was – as a Knicks fan, like, even though they lost the game, just having them back in that kind of spot, was it was a huge win, and now Donovan Mitchell's kind of pissed at the Jazz. So you know, maybe he'll be on the next next. Yeah, little, little drama in the in the old NBA playoffs. All right, let's let's get so to let's this. Let's talk football. Let's do it. Yeah. Nobody's here for me to talk about the next. No, that's we're, we're, they're here for you, Verdam. They love you. You could talk about uh, old school phone books, and they, they they'd want to listen. I, cause, I sincerely doubt that. Well, I'm just trying to build you up. But okay, so Julio Jones, 32 years old. He's got two years left on his contract. It's a reasonable contract, I think, certainly for the expectation of the production you would get in the right setting. He's saying he's done in Atlanta. Let's start with just, do you believe him? Oh, I believe him. Yeah. Yeah, I do. 
Um, but I, I look, I don't think he's done in Atlanta because he's just all oh, that shit he wants out. Like, you know, look, we talk about this on the show sometimes, right? Like how this stuff kind of works itself through the pipeline and ends up getting out in, in public. So it's not been that big of a secret that they might split at some point this offseason. I mean, that's kind of been out there. And then it comes out. I don't know if Julio was uh, aware he was on television or not, but it comes out. I, I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. And I'm not going to pretend to know. But it was if he knew he was on television, that was about as forward as you'll ever hear an athlete. I mean, that was right in everybody's face. Your that, thoughts? The, the, well, I think they had to get together to do that. I mean, I, I don't think you put your somebody that uh, you want to have as an asset and perhaps as a friend. I just don't think you do that. I, I, they had to have like, let's let's do it like this, and we'll we'll create a market and make it real, and 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 it'll be on Atlanta to actually do right by you and get you somewhere else. I think somewhere along the lines that had to be the conversation. I I tend to agree. Um, well, look, the point remains, yeah, you know, look, he comes out and says that No, it's kind of been leaked out there for a while that Atlanta might be looking to move him because they have cap issues, which is the truth. And then yesterday after all that stuff, then all of a sudden Schefter and Rapport at the exact same time are like, well, you know, really Jones just wanted out for some time. Mm-hmm. Really? Or did Julio Jones's agent just text both you guys at the exact same time to let everybody know, no, 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 no. We want out. That's like the old, you know, you break up with your girlfriend or you get broken up with rather in college. And it's like, your your buddy's like, oh, what happened? Oh, I left her. No, you didn't. Like, well, and, he, and he's not a guy that needs to control the narrative. There's going to be a long list of teams who are right, having like conversations. Right. But and, people are obsessed with controlling narratives. That's the way it is. God knows agents are. And, and look, fine. But let's cut through the bullshit. Like he, I mean, he's getting traded because they have no money. They have gone into cap hell, which is ridiculous considering they stink, but they have put themselves into cap hell. They need to get out of it. The easiest way to do it is trading him. And and they also know they got to recoup assets and you have a new GM and a new head coach who know they've got a couple of years. And if they, and if they can do it now, it's better than doing it later. And so that's why he's getting traded. Not because Julio Jones in February went to management. It was like, I want out of here because that stuff doesn't happen like that. I mean, it happens to guys ask out, but teams like if, if Tyree kill went to the chiefs tomorrow and said, I want to be traded the chiefs make that's fantastic. See you at minicamp. Like we same thing in green Bay. Yeah. Right. And, and where is, where is he right now? Right. Like we'll see how it shakes, but for right now, he's my point is, if the Falcons didn't want to trade Julio Jones, they wouldn't trade him. But they'll trade him because they need the money. Well, you're never going to get more back going forward than you would right now. You're, you have to be very optimistic to think that you can get back into some level of Super Bowl window with him at 32 and Matt Ryan getting closer to 40. So right. it, it makes sense, and it's painful because this is one of the franchise's greatest players Still, uh, where do you want to put him? Top five receiver in the game? Top three? Uh, wherever you want to slot him, he's up there. What, what do you think he's worth on a um, two-year deal at 32 years old? First rounder? Because most people are saying second. And I, then- look, I think it depends on what team you are. If you're a contending team that's expecting to pick late 20s, early 30s, I think he's worth the first-round pick. 
if you're a team that is going to be picking mid round or lower or higher, depending on how you look at it, you know, moving up toward the, the start of the round, then I, I think it's worth a second round pick. Because, look, if you're a team like that, you're not an immediate contender. Now, obviously, he makes you better. But let's, let's play it out because the one team that's been out there a lot is New England. Like if I'm New England, I'm not giving up my first round pick for him. Why? They're not winning the Super Bowl because they get Julio Jones. So, right. But there is one team that might win the Super Bowl if they get Julio Jones and they have to win over their star player. I know where you're going. I knew where so, you're going the second you started. Saying. Right. So, uh, to me, it makes the most sense in Green Bay, right? You put, hey, Aaron, Aaron, sh- we're, we, we, we've heard you. And the best thing we can do to make this right by you right now is to get you Julio. How do you feel about Julio? And then if he still says, go F yourself, well, then, I, yeah, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know what you do at that point. Well, we're getting him and we're not trading you, so enjoy I mean, Julio. Here's the problem. They have no money. Okay, so we got to get creative. But you they can always no get money. Cre- you got to get to me. Look, if we start getting this right, like which teams get them? I mean, if you just want to just here, I'm not saying fit or anything, right? Just here are the teams that have at least 15 million in cap space. Now, yes, you could have less than that and make it work. But like here, here are the teams that just have the money where the money wouldn't really matter. Okay. Jaguars, Jets, Bengals, Browns, Washington, Broncos, Chargers, Lions, Niners, Pats, Panthers. Now, I just ripped off 11 teams. Now, if you want to go past them, sure, the Packers make sense. The Bills make sense. Anyone um, makes sense. I was going to say, I, right, I was just about to say, I mean, so many teams make sense. But, like, the, the point is, of these teams, like, if you're Jacksonville, I mean, I do it in a heartbeat because it gives – even though they're not a contender because it gives Lawrence this big-time guy to throw the ball to, but not, but does he want to go there? He he said on that show, I want to win. He does. He can't control where he goes necessarily, but, like, you don't want a guy to go somewhere and be disgruntled immediately. I will tell you right now, I think the best fit for him is the Chargers. They have a, they have a very good young quarterback. They have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. If he goes there, look, do I think they're winning the Super Bowl because of him? No, I think they lost a lot off that defense, and I still need to see that line get it done. But I'll tell you right now, he goes there. They are a playoff team. And, by the way, they would be able to get in a games with Kansas City where they could outscore them potentially. So I like him. Like I've seen people say Denver. Why? If Denver doesn't have a quarterback, what good is he? Like, it doesn't matter. Here's – I'm just trying to work the Green Bay angle out here in my mind. Denver makes no sense. I think I, – I like your Chargers angle. That's – look, hey, Julio, you want to go – you want to come out to uh, the West Coast and, and play with one of the best young quarterbacks in the game and have an excellent chance to uh, hopefully make a big-time run here? I'd be a little bit nervous about Part C there. I'm not sure if he's buying into the Chargers, but, look, they're tr- – it, it doesn't necessarily – I mean, he's being traded. He's not a free agent. Right. But, hey, Green Bay, hey, Aaron, here's a new deal, reworked, and it allows us to sign Julio. That's – could you do that? Maybe, maybe. I mean, look, here's here's also another thing, because it literally just came out. Chris Sims over at NBC is reporting on this uh, lovely Tuesday morning that 
Julio has his eyes on the Titans and the Patriots. Now, I, I will just listen. I hope people come to this show because they, they feel like they get honest, real talk. They're about to get some more of it. The Patriots are not good. Like, I, I hate to break this. Cam Newton is not good at this point. He's not good. He threw eight touchdowns last year. And I don't care for every pass fan who tweets me and says, well, you know, they didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Newsflash, they still don't. And even if Julio goes there, he's going to get double covered the entire game, and he'll be fine. Look, I'm not saying he won't put up numbers. If he's healthy, he's Julio Jones. He will. Who cares? You still have nobody else who matters. Like, I, to me, they, they, would they, in your mind, let me farm this out to you real quick. If they got Julio Jones, are they the, are they the best team in their own division? No one would say that. At least okay. not – no no one would say that. They're not even a top-four team in the conference, even with Julio Jones. I mean, and I'm, by I'm, the way, the same goes for Tennessee. Now, I would like him better in Tennessee because you have him and A.J. Brown, right? You have Derrick Henry. Tannehill's proven to be a good quarterback. They can't stop anyone. Now, I will say I like it more for Tennessee because I think that makes them the clear favorite to win the division. It gives you a real identity. Hey, we're going to go out. We're going to score a lot of points. So like, I, I like it more of Tennessee. Now, I don't think it makes Tennessee better than Buffalo or Kansas City. or any, But, like, if they got him, that makes them more interesting. I don't, The Pats, to me, it's like, why? I just don't get it. Like, unless, unless they just think, look, we're going to go with Mac Jones and we got to give him a number one guy, kind of like I just argued with Lawrence. Like, you want to make that argument? Okay. But, like, are you going to start Mac Jones week one? You going to do that? I, I just I, New England just feels neither here nor there to me. They are just in no man's land. Well, and it's a very if if he really he if he really wants to go to New England, that means that he thinks that Bill Belichick is a god. Which, uh, you know, hey, in football terms, he very well certainly has a right to claim it. Although I I that whole Brady thing is might've helped him just a little bit here, but, but we all respect bill. So there's that. Maybe he also thinks that cam is better. He's just still a believer in cam, right? So I'm up close. Hey, we, we competed against this guy in the division forever. I still love cam Newton. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what he did last year. They had no receivers with me. He's going to be sweet. Maybe they're talking. I don't know. Those would be reasons, but, and even like, I'll go back to the Green Bay situation. He, I don't feel comfortable with pushing myself to the Packers. I don't even know that guy's going to be here. So, so give give me New England, and I'll and and maybe he's got some inside in, info or whatever, or maybe he's just walk watch Mac Jones play. But I, I'm guessing that's more Cam. I, I the Tennessee thing's interesting too. Really, you 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 like Ryan Tannehill, huh? You 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 think he can get you the the football, and he's and he's played very well there. I'm not trying to take anything away, but it's it's still like an interesting buy-in from one of the best receivers in the game. No, listen, it is, it is. But I I get it from Tennessee standpoint more. I mean, maybe Belichick just figures like F it. I'm 70 years old. I want to win one more. But to me, again, and this is not a Julio Jones thing. Obviously, I'd, you'd be blind to not think he's a great player. I just look at New England and it's like, what about them scares you? What is it? They, well, they that, have, that I mean, might be another thing. He knows that if he goes there, he's getting the ball a ton. And yeah, maybe he's thinking I mean, about maybe, the next contract. Right, maybe so. I just, I look at them and it's like, 
Mac Jones does nothing for me. Cam Newton at this point in his career does nothing for me. They have lost guys off this offensive line. I'll give you one thing that's really not been talked about in New England that matters big time, and nobody is bringing this up. Joe Tooney, gone. Marcus Cannon, who was op- who did opt out last year, but is an all-pro, not a pro Bowl, an all-pro right tackle, gone to Houston. Trent Brown, he now comes in. He was awful with the Raiders. Now, maybe he's better in, in, in New England as he was when he was there first time around, but guess what? No Dante Skarnecchia there anymore. Like, that's a big deal. Isaiah Wynn has had injury issues throughout his career, and he's been good when he's been healthy, but he's been hurt at times. Like, that is a team that, listen, are they better than they were a year ago? Maybe a little bit. But, like, to me, I don't – depending on how Tua plays, they might not even be the second-best team in the damn division. Yeah, it, it's fair. Hey, by the way, the uh, Stacking the Box podcast – a reminder, yeah, we're brought to you by Manscaped. You got to go to manscaped.com, put in the promo code FANSIDED20. You get 20% off uh, and free shipping as you get yourself the Lawn Mower 4.0. Verteram has never been more effective down low than with his Lawn Mower 4.0. And yes, it's got the it's got a beautiful little travel lock and a nice case that it comes with it's got the the led spotlight if you want to get a little extra shine going on down there and of course you can uh use it in the shower which is my favorite part of the lawnmower 4.0 much more easy cleanup when you are doing your ball trimming in the shower so yes time to make some changes give yourself an upgrade you deserve it 20 percent off free shipping go to manscaped.com fan sided 20 Let, let's move over to Aaron Rodgers and his conversation with Kenny Mayne and he doesn't hate the front office or I'm sorry he doesn't hate Jordan Love he hates the front office nothing against Jordan so n- none of his comments uh were surprising I thought the best part no. of the whole damn thing was when Kenny Mayne called him and uh used the the asshole on him and, and said uh and, and blamed him for his heavy investments in Bitcoin hey Kenny point the thumb that's you putting down your money don't put it on Aaron Apparently Aaron's big into the crypto, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I, nothing's really surprised me there. And maybe he's got a very good relationship with Jordan love and realizes, Hey, it's not Jordan's fault. It's I got to look at uh, the management here and either me or you. Uh, and right now it seems like it's going to be you. So get me out of here. One of these days I'll have to go on a big rant about crypto. That's like only partially informed, but um, <laughs> feel free. Oh, God. No, I, I'm 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 way too dense on the topic. I I would I would be the guy I hate who's just rambling. It's important to know what you don't know. Okay, I have a guy. I have a financial advisor. I literally was like, "What do you think, crypto?" He's like, "Nope." All right, and that was the end of my my investment in cryptocurrency. Uh, um, okay, we'll see if he's right. See if he's wrong. Whatever, I trust him. Um, but he was, uh, he, he was at least wrong for a little while. Uh, there's, but anyway, go ahead. What, what, he was, what, what, but yeah. I, I'm looking at like a 25 year period. I'm not looking at like okay. tomorrow. Sure. So, sure. Whatever. Okay. The man's done well so far. Anyway, look, yeah. here's what we're driving at. You're right. He didn't say anything of real note. I mean, he did in the sense that it's anything he says right now is of note in the NFL world, but he didn't, he didn't say anything that was surprising. We know that he hates Gutekunst. This has been there. And, and, you know, he doesn't like Mark Murphy, the team president. I'll be up in Green Bay, by the way, on, on Friday. So maybe I'll, I'll swing, by the, uh, swing by the offices and see what's what. Um, but I got to tell you, man, 
Aaron's fight, I, I think, and I, I may eat a huge plate of crawl on this, and that's fine if I do. I'm not reporting. It's just my opinion. I think he's going to eat it. I think he's going to eat it this, this summer. I do. I think Aaron's going to be like, yeah, that's great. We're not trading you. When you say eat it, then you're saying that you think that he's not going to show up. And no, I think he's. I think he's. He may not show up at first. I who know, but like, I don't. I think eat it as in he's just going to have to eat his feelings. They're not trading him. <laughs> They're not trading him. Like, yeah, I, uh, eat, I, eat, I've eat. seen so many people come out with this. Like, well, they've got to trade him. Why? Like, why? I, 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 the next person that says, I swear to God, I'm going after them. Like, why? This isn't this isn't James Harden in the Rockets, which is my favorite analogy. Like people, act, which by the way, the NBA is the same thing. Like, like people act like, Mike, oh my God, he's got discontent. Who cares? He's in the contract. Like, it, it doesn't matter. And I, I, for the thousandth time with this, the Packers don't have an owner. They have nobody up top who's going to be pressuring the football guys into getting rid of Aaron Rodgers because there's some bad PR from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. They do not care they do not care they're in the middle of nowhere up in green bay he can go out and look and the other part of this is too aaron was about as open and upfront as he ever is last night on sports center with kenny main he still wouldn't come flat out and just be like look i'm not playing there i'm done it's been rumored it's been innuendo he has not said that and until he says it I think the Packers have enough cover to basically go the hell with you. We don't care. We're not doing this. And I don't think they're going to do it. It's an interesting little just corner of the whole thing. Hey, dude, if you were 1,000% committed, then you would say, listen, I'm just telling you, there is no way that I will ever put on the green and gold again. You can mark it down. I am not coming back to this team. I mean – this makes me go to Jordan 1998. I am not playing for another coach other than Phil Jackson. And I'm like, that dude, believe that dude means it. He ain't kidding. You, you better not get rid of the coach. You better get rid of the GM or else he's going to walk away. He's going to, he's going to cut off his nose despite his face and return three years later with the damn Washington wizards because he misses basketball so much. Aaron is maybe a little bit more realistic than Mike was at that point. And I think he, still loves playing and knows that it's, you know, you only got a finite time to do this. So he hasn't gone full distance, but so, which I, you know, I, I, I agree with you at the end of the day, I think quote unquote, he's going to eat it. I think he will be back. Cause I don't, the Packers cannot in their minds, at least handle the PR hit of trading him. Plus they're probably want to win some football games too. And they realize that having Aaron Rodgers helps that it is time for us to get rich hang tight we'll be right with you it's stacking the box how do you make a radio ad for an 8k tv that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs this is the best we can do samsung neo qled 8k unreasonably good let, let, let's look at otas Rotoram. Uh, a lot of players missing, including Aaron, uh, day one. Uh, but you got Lions and Saints and all over the NFL. Uh, players, you know, teams are not doing OTAs. Players skipping out. Does any of this matter? I've never quite under even understood no. what the hell OTAs it, are. It, it, all season training activities. I, 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 you're right. I know. You're welcome. Um, no, I don't think it matters at all. Okay. And I always laugh when people get all like righteous and, and indignant about this. 
Like, I got news for you. If all the Lions show up, they're still going to suck. They're still <laughs> going to suck. Like, and, and if they don't suck, it's not going to be because OTAs brought them. It's going to be because the team got better, right? Like, Dan Campbell's a really good coach. And Jared Goff is a really good year. And none of that crap is going to matter when they're in shorts, in, in, in T-shirts and helmets running around in a bubble in May, okay? Now, the only time I think it matters is for the for the rookies, I think it helps those guys. But they have rookie minicamp, right? Like, I think it helps. Like, if you have a – actually, to be fair, to kind of go back on my own example, like, if you have a first-year head coach and you're trying to install something – but, like, I don't think that's going to make the difference between, like, how many games you win. I think it helps you a little bit maybe to get ahead. But I don't I, I don't think it's going to matter for, like, Nick Sirianni, like, how many games Philadelphia is going to win this year, right? So, it's so overrated – but I'm so sick of hearing the players bitch about it. Hey, look, you could have negotiated this into your CBA last year. You didn't do it. There were a hundred. There are, there are hundreds of players who didn't even vote for the damn CBA. Okay, and now they have the audacity to complain about. It. Like, shut up. And by the way, it's voluntary. Then just don't go to it. Well, and a lot of people aren't. A lot of players aren't. Right, and fine. Right. Fine. Look, you know who's not going to go? Guys who are veterans who don't have workout bonuses that they care about. And you know who is going to go? The guy who's got 50 grand on the line who's going to say, you know what? I want a new car. And that seems like a real easy way. And you know what? My wife said, yeah, listen, you want to go to OTAs and get your $50,000 bonus? We don't need the money. Go for it. That's that's the guy who's going OTAs. That's Or just the guy who loves football, wants to be there. Fine. Overall, is a brilliant thing by the NFL. How do we stay in the in the news year round? Oh, let's try. Let's just have them show up for a couple of days here, and some of them won't show up. And people will be talking about us. It'll be sweet, and we'll and we'll have them wear gym shorts and a tee. Nobody's going to get hurt. Let's have this thing. We'll call it OTA. So it'll be awesome. Uh, let's look at Tampa. Too uh, too too aggressive to bring the entire uh, roster back as. Uh, as as they try to repeat in Tampa Bay, what's your what's your angle on the Bucks here, around? I told him it's now why they did it. I also think that it's fraught with risk because they're a very old team. Like this is not a young young football team. Now I, again, I don't fault them. You want a Super Bowl? It's a very talented roster, right? Like like I I actually. I read Peter King's Football Morning in America, which everybody should do, read on Monday morning, okay? And he actually did something I don't remember him typically doing. Maybe he does it every year, and I just don't remember it. did power rankings. And he really went in depth, and he ranked every team. And he had Kansas City 1 and Tampa Bay 2. And he wrote in there, he's like, I hate having a rematch. I, I tried to talk myself out of it, but I just don't see any other outcome being more probable. He's crazy. Uh, I, 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 Tampa's not going back to the Super Bowl. But I got to tell you, man, I agree with him. Like, if, if uh, the one caveat, if Rodgers either either isn't in Green Bay or he just makes it so miserable there that they don't function well. Because if he's there and they function well, I think they will go to the Super Bowl. Okay. I think they should have gone last year. But if he's either not there or they don't function correctly because of the way he's acting, who is beating Tampa? The NFC East is a is a crap fest. 
if Rodgers isn't in Green Bay, the NFC North is a crap fest. The rest of the NFC South is horrendous. So it's got to be out of the West, which fine. Like you could certainly make that case, right? I mean, the Rams and Niners. Who? Because Cliff Kingsbury ain't doing it. I'll tell you right now, that ain't happening. So now you got the Niners, the Seahawks, and the Rams. Like maybe, but man, I got that conference stinks if Rodgers isn't in it, man. Absolutely stinks. Well, to recap this podcast, we think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay. We, and we do, which we, is why I have I have Chiefs Packers in the Super Bowl. Okay. And I would I would also Tampa versus the field in the NFC West. Give me the field in the NFC West. Uh, I maybe that's totally unfair, but they're just old men. That defense, though, you know, awful impressive. And let's not. Um, I just I, I come on, man. Again, this guy's just gonna keep rolling forever and ever. Apparently, I, he may never lose another football game. Look, I. And they didn't win because of him last year. Let's all be clear about that. Don't sleep on my bears, by the way. Justin Fields, week 13, just coming in there and they're roll it to the end of the finish. Keem Hicks, and, uh, Khalil Mack, Fountain of Youth for a ram. Yeah, no, and you're right. They did They did not win because of him, which is – that is one thing that drives me nuts is the narrative that just, oh, God, they want – thank God for – Brady stunk for large portions of last year. And by the way, was horrendous in the playoffs. Horrendous. But they won in spite of him because of their defense. But here's here's what we're talking about, okay? Everybody knows Brady's 43. He'll be 44 this summer. Now, you start going down the list, okay? Running back, whatever, fine. Who cares? Their running backs are fine. Antonio Brown is 32 years old. Mike Evans is 27, which is prime of his career. Okay, that's fine. God in 25, so you're good there. You got their young receivers. Gronk is 32 and and he's got has the body at this point of about a 50 year old. Okay, he's been beat to hell. Offensive line, they should be okay there. So offensive line and receivers, you should be good, right? But tight end, quarterback, and and the running backs are just a, a group of guys basically. But here's where to me it gets interesting defensively. Okay, Steve McClendon, 35 years old, and Dominican Sue, 34 years old. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, 32 years old. Levante David, 31 years old. That's that's a lot of age. Like that is. Now they got some younger guys, but like their their secondary doesn't just scare you. You're not worried. Like you're not going into a game going, "My God, how are we going to beat Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean?" Right? Like, like Whitehead and and Winfield are a nice safety tandem. Okay, you like the safety, but their corners are not great. Their front seven is very old. That is, uh, other than Devin White and, and Shaq Barrett, who's 28, so he's kind of middle of the road there. Like, that is the concern I have. And if I were the Bucks, I might have tried to, to kind of do some different things. Now, the good news is if you're a Bucks fan, as I said, you have White. Barrett's in the prime of his career. Vita Vey is still young. My concern, if I am a Tampa fan, though, is that this is a year where some of these guys get hurt. They had virtually no injuries last year. And even for young teams in the NFL, that usually kind of vacillates year to year. For a team that old, with guys who have injury histories, that would be my concern. Is that you just get to January and they just, you know, five of those guys we just reeled off from missing. Because even Mike Evans, who's young, he's had a lengthy injury history. Right? So, I hear you. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFC. But the thing with Rodgers could tear it all down. Other than them, I would not take anybody in the NFC over Tampa, even with the injury. Because Brady just never loses a, a, a damn game. 
it's incredible, but it's it's reality. Let's go complete wild card. Let's go Dallas. Let's get Dak Prescott back healthy. Let's get the Cowboys rolling. Let's have Jerry Jones live the dream that he's always wanted to live. You give Dallas any shot even to win the division? Um, I think if Dak is completely healthy, I think their top, top, top of the mark situation is being a wild card team. Like winning the division and losing in the wild card round. Okay. Is it, yeah, they're not going to be a wild card team. You wouldn't think out of the East, but, right? Right. Like that, they would lose in the wild card round. Right. Listen, if he's healthy, I have no problem saying that. Uh, would I wouldn't argue with anybody who says Dallas, even with the, uh, well, it's got to be an improved Cowboys defense, right? Can't be any worse. But uh, if you want to say they're going to win the East, I, I wouldn't like. Who could you stand up and scream like, no way, it's going to be the Giants, I'm telling you. And no, or you can't, you can't you can. do it. So, uh, and I, I'd like to see Dak come back healthy and be entertaining and sleep on his sleep number bed. Thank you for the interview, Dak Prescott. It was an interesting one. Um, Cowboys are always fun too. Let's go in or out, Vertoram. The Jaguars, the Jaguars. I love them being an in or out. Welcome to uh, welcome to Tim Tebow land, buddy. That was a lot of fun last week. The Jaguars will win at least at least six games this year, and Tebow's going to catch six touchdowns. You don't have the Tebow part on there, but I'll just throw that in. Oh, I'm out on both. I'm out <laughs> on both. But I'm I'm so far out on Tebow. You, it's it's impossible to describe. I am. Uh, I love Trevor Lawrence, but I think I think in that division, there's going to be some games that can win in there. But I don't see it, man. That that team is a long way to go, and I I do not think the Urban Meyer experiment is going to go particularly well. A lot of great quarterback struggle at the beginning of their career. He's walking into one in fifteen. If we go scoring differential, it was a robust 186 points, which, by the way, Verderami, you probably know this. That was not the worst in the league. Do you know who had the worst? You do. Sorry, for what now? The worst uh, point differential in football last year. I mean, the Jaguars weren't even close to number one. The, the Jets. The Jets, right? The, 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 the Jets had them by 28 points. The I mean, that's that, that, that's that, that is a significant margin right there. But, uh, look, I – Six six is a big is a big leap, so I, I guess I'll be out as well. Question number two in in or out. The Vikings, welcome to you, Minnesota. Will make the playoffs this season. You feeling a little Minnesota love? I'm uh I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Tell me tell me why. I think the defense is better. They get Michael Pierce back from the COVID opt-out list. They get Dalvin, Dalvin Tomlinson. That's going to give him a really nice punch inside. Daniil Hunter is one of the best edge rushers in football. Nobody talks about it. He's a great player. Um, Cam Dantzler is, is a good corner and, and an up-and-coming player. Now he's paired with Patrick Peterson. I think the defense is going to be very good. And um, offensively, you got Thielen. You got Jefferson, you got Cook. And Cousins, Cousins gets a lot of crap. He's he's a good NFL quarterback. Like, I think they're I think they're like a 10 and 17. I, I'm not sitting here trying to sell that I think they're gonna win 13 games, but I think they're a better team than people realize. I think they will snag a wild card berth. And if Rogers out of that division, if we're wrong about where we go, um I think I think they might win the division. Well, they're certainly trying to protect their quarterbacks better. You they drafted uh yes. 
Dyer Shaw, first round. Number 23 overall. And then they got uh, the Ohio State right guard, Wyatt Davis, 86th overall. I, it's a little bit like I, I could see it going real south here, though. And all of a sudden the conversation turns to, hey, Kirk, uh, we love you. But we uh, we got we drafted this. We got this rookie, Kellen Mond. We want him to play. I mean, that's that that would be <laughs> if, I, you, if you're like, hey, we got to get Kellen Mond out there. Be aggressive. But, you know, look, uh I don't think that they're looking at uh, at, at Kirk long term in Minnesota. That state, not to no, overstate the, not. not to overstate the obvious here. Um, dual threat guy, uh, you know. I don't. Maybe maybe there could be a fall in love here, and and all of a sudden they punt in the middle of the season. They try to de- develop a quarterback. I wouldn't be completely shocked by that. Uh, let's go to your guy Patrick Mahomes. He'll throw for at least forty five touchdowns in or out. I thought about this for a little bit. I wanted to kind of find the right number. I'm in because there's an extra game, right? Like, so I think last year we did 50 and you might've been in. I can't remember. I, we did do an over under. I, I, I cannot remember, but you got to sit there and think to yourself. All right. If he averages two and a half touchdowns a game, that puts him at, let's do the math in my head, two and a half touchdowns a game. That would put him at about 43 I'm going to go ahead and say that a couple of these games he'll throw for four or five touchdowns and he'll, he'll hit it. I, I think he's going to be right at 45, but I'll take the over. I'll take like 46, 47. I, I think he'll do it. I'll, I'm with you on the over. Give me, give me a big year for Patrick. Give me, give me with that offensive line. That's why, because he's going to have all day to throw the football. And and every chief fan who, who either texts me or DMs me or, or tweets me and freaks out, well, what, what are we going to do with McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson as our third and fourth options? They're going to be better this year. You know why? Because he's going to have an extra two seconds to throw the football. That's why. They're going right. to get open. Like Hardman runs a 4-2-40. He's going to get open. They're, look, that offense, I, I will die on this hill. As long as they're healthy, this will be the best offense they've ever had. Wow, it's aggressive statement right there. That's a headline article right there, Verderan. That's a stack-in-the-box piece. The line is the key to this. Everybody goes crazy in the offseason, and understandably, about the free agents that are at the skill positions. The Chiefs built that off. I would argue that no unit in football improved more in the offseason than the Chiefs' offensive line did. You add Joe Tooney at left guard. You add Creed Humphrey and Austin Blythe at center. You add... Orlando Brown at left tackle, right? You bring in you bring in Lucas Niang, who off or you bring him in off back off the opt-out list. Okay, you bring him back. He will compete with Mike Remmers at right tackle and at right guard. Laurent Duvernay Tardif comes back off the COVID opt-out list to compete not only with Kyle Long, who's coming off off of retirement, but also also Trey Smith who is a sixth-round pick who, if not for a heart condition, a lot of people, including our old friend Jeff Schwartz, believes would have been a first-round pick. So you have all these guys, and by the way, don't rule out Mitchell Schwartz, okay? You have all these guys coming and competing. That line is going to be obscene. And so now you have you have Mahomes with Hill in his prime, Kelsey in his prime, Edwards-Alaire in his second year, Hardman in his prime, 
Robinson is. I mean, that team. Look, I am. I am going to say they will have if they are healthy. They will have the best offense they've ever had, and I don't know that it's going to be all that close. I mean, how many points did they score two years ago? They averaged two when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean how many I'll touchdowns? I'll tell you right now, that offense wasn't even as good as the one previous. Um, let me look it up real quick. You, you go ahead, give me a thought, and I'll pull it up for you. Uh, I'm just like, I mean, look. I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes can't get better, and it, but it's it feels like th- that right, that so offense had topped out at some point here. Last year, they were sixth in the league, 28 and a half a game. Okay. okay. Two years ago? 2019, they won the Super Bowl. They were second, 29.9. Uh-huh. And in 2018, 2018, here's a number for you. Ready for this? 34.8. Yeah, that's the, the team, that's the team I'm talking about. That one. Okay. That was – now, here's why it matters, though. That was the year he was surrounded by the most talented. Kareem Hunt running back for most of the year, about two-thirds right. of the year before he, before he got kicked off the team. They had a healthy hill. They didn't in the Super Bowl year. They had a healthy Travis Kelsey, which they've had, thankfully, most of these years here. Okay. But at offensive on offensive line, that was a group – that the Chiefs had Mitchell Schwartz at right tackle. They had Eric Fisher in his prime at left tackle. All right. They had Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. I believe – I'm going to double-check this real quick because I want to make sure I'm right with this. I believe they had Mitch Morse at center that year. Uh, let, let me just double-check. Let me make sure I'm right here. They did. That was just last year in Kansas City. Okay. That that team was the best they had. Now, part of that was, like, people had no clue how to deal with Mahomes. D- they did not have McCall Hardman. They had Chris Conley, okay? Like, now they had Sammy Watkins, but Sammy Watkins was just, you know, he was in and out. This team, with all the guys, they still have the enemy. They still, now they have Edwards Allaire. They have all these dudes and the best offensive line he's ever had. This team will score 35 points a game. Yeah, I, as, as optimistic as I am on the, op, on the offensive line, I still, I kind of got to see it in, in motion, in action. To feel, I mean, it's likely to be that way, but there is a, you know, you, you got to come together as a unit, all that type of stuff. But uh, the forty-five touchdown things, getting back to in or out, I will, t- I, I will, I will take the in on that one. I, I think uh, if you said if you said like fifty-three, I think I'd I'd probably say yes. Um, gonna be a big year. All right, last one: the Ravens, the most undervalued team right now, in or out. I'm out, but I do think there is a sense that like the Ravens are kind of getting forgotten. Like everybody's going nuts about Cleveland, and I actually I pick Cleveland on the division, so maybe I'm part of that. But I, I think like Baltimore is kind of getting a little disrespected. Look, Baltimore is like my Oakland A's in baseball. Okay, they're great in the regular season. The problem is they just crap the bed in the playoffs, and I think you know it's kind of like all right, seen the movie before. I like Baltimore. I think they're a playoff team. I think they're going to be a problem in the you know in the in the wild card round, and maybe even give somebody a, a problem in the divisionals. But my most overlooked team, I think it's Seattle. Like, everybody just went and died on Seattle all of a sudden, apparently. Like, nobody's excited about them. They went 12-4 and last year. They still have Russell Wilson. They added Gerald Everett. They added Gabe Jackson. I don't love their defense, but I love the offense. The coach has a ring on his finger. He drives me nuts sometimes with the way he manages the team. But I think, look, they're going to be very good. 
Like, if you said to me, Green Bay is not a factor because we don't know with Rodgers. I obviously said earlier, look, I think Tampa would be the team and I would take Tampa. But if you said who's the biggest challenger, I think it's Seattle. I think it's Seattle. So I think they're the most undervalued. But I do think Baltimore is getting slept on a little bit. I'll, I'll tell you, there's a little bit of sleeping going on in Arizona. I think that like people got excited about the Cardinals and now like you don't hear like word one and uh, I don't know something dynamic happens like Julio landing there. You gotta, I mean, you'd, you'd have a real dynamic offense. They, they probably need a couple more pieces, but, and I don't know if JJ Watts exactly found the fountain of youth here, but they have had a somewhat, you know, active off season. I'm, 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 str- I'm, I'm reaching here for I'm, I'm looking for, something that makes sense to me as far as the un, the 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 not spoken about because really i mean you know you can't you can't it's, it ain't gonna be the rams like i the, too much talking going on there but i'm 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 super excited for what matthew stafford's gonna do i hope it's huge i agree i think they're very interesting um the, the niners are interesting too come on back here jimmy stay healthy who knows? That, that whole division super interesting. Quick time out. Stay with us. You are listening to Stacking the Box. Jamie's Log. Progressive. The Harrington's Backyard. Day 4. 2.18 a.m. I've been camping outside the Harrington house for four days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. Mr. Harrington says I don't need to do this, since Progressive protects 24-7 is a pretty easy concept to grasp. But I'm going to stay and prove my point. Besides, there's a big tree branch over the roof, and I think it's planning something. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. All right, let's wrap on up here. We, we touched on the Knicks. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the Madison Square Garden appearance. Verderan behind me right now, I, I have my first-ever puppy. Um, it's a big deal. She's asleep, so I'm going to let her sleep. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. I think I'm doing an awful job and, and we haven't had a name for the animal as Chelsea, uh, my beautiful wife has, uh, gone through about seven of them, but right now, uh, we, we are calling the dog Poppy. So I love it when you call me big Poppy, um, that type so of stuff. Is, yeah. I thought that was, you know, uh, I, I tried to get, uh, Banks, Santo, MJ. I've, I've gone for all the, and, and, and just have come up short. So the way it is. All right. All right. Do, you have, do you have any idea how to take care of a dog? I mean, yeah, it's not hard. You give it water, you give it food, and you can take it outside. What happens if it eats the grass every time you go out there? I got to talk to Hunter offline about this stuff. Look, man, if it eats the grass, first of all, the dog's the- alive. If it eats the grass, sometimes it's because its stomach doesn't feel good. Okay. Yeah. Um, You're going to let a puppy eat the grass and it's going to puke all over the place? No, but if, they, you know, but, but sometimes if they eat a little bit of grass, not going to kill them. They'll be all right. Like, you know, it'd be all right. It's like, man, it's a dog. Like, <laughs> it's not, it's not that hard. It really is not that hard. Like, it'll be okay. You know, I mean, food, water, give it some love, play, you know, make sure, you know, a little guy gets some exercise and it'll be fine. Food, water, give it some love, get exercise. Okay. How do you get to not pee on the carpet? You got that one down? Put some papers down. Put some papers down. Look, man, it's a dog. You're not taking yeah. care of like an infant child. Like it's it's okay. Like Listen. it's a dog. Train it. It'll be fine. Name it Bean after Kobe. That's coming in from the uh, text line here. 
I like that name, Sean. Maybe Bean would be sweet. I, I actually threw out Kobe as a name. You can't name it. Kobe. I mean, my my in laws they have a dog because my my father in law is a huge Cubs fan. Uh, dog name is Ivy. Great name. Ollie Ollie was in there, which I was very excited about. Not for Ollie and Hoosiers, but I but I was feeling Ollie and Hoosiers. You know, everyone's counts out Ollie, and then Ollie comes through with the big name, free throws. Name it, uh, name it Jenkins after Fergie. I had, I had Fergie in there. Didn't, didn't didn't get approved. Shot down. No no influence for him. I don't know. You 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 probably have somewhat of a uh, understanding of what that's like. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that's why I stay in stay in my office. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's hear, let's hear it. What what's going on in Bird Ram Land? I mean, we all know the answer, right? I mean, I I, I, I will say I had a very nice uh, week off. My my parents were out and enjoyed it, enjoyed our time. Thanks to my dad, the yard looks a lot better. Um, all right, we, da- we, all right, uh, dad. We garden, but my God, he he puts me to shame. Um, no man, it's the Knicks. I mean, like, I'm not going to go too into it. We just talked about it, but I, hey, look. Disappointing loss in game one. I I thought it would go seven. I still think it's going to go seven. The Hawks are good. Like the one thing I honestly can say, I did not underestimate. Like I, so many people are like, oh, the Hawks, the Hawks. Like the Hawks are good. Like, even like the, the Hawks can play. I was not at all surprised that the Hawks were right in the game and ended up winning the game. You know, it was it was a game of inches. I mean, you know, everybody remembers the Trey Young floater and fine. The one thing I will say. Can people stop with this shit that like he's now like this big villain in New York? It was game one of the quarterfinals. Nobody cares. No one's going to remember that in a week. Like I have seen so many people like SI this thing. Like, is he the new Reggie Miller? Like, what are you kidding me? Reggie, I like I met Reggie Miller and literally told him, I, I respect the hell out of you, but I absolutely hated you as a child. Hated you. Like uh, the one time I met, and, and he was great. He laughed his ass off and we had a good time. But like, Look, I can tell you right now as a Knicks fan, I don't care about Trey Young. Like he's he's a very good player. But the Knicks, it's not like when the Knicks played Reggie Miller, they were trying to go to the finals. They were trying to, I mean, they were those two teams were like the top of the mark when you know when Jordan wasn't there. And when Jordan was there, those two teams were the teams who were always battling to at least have a shot against Chicago. Like the Knicks aren't going to the finals. Like I, you know, like I don't care. Like if, if the Knicks look, if the Knicks lost a series in four games. I'd be very disappointed. It would not erase one iota of the season they've had, how excited I am for the future. Like, it, because the reality is, let's face it, if the Hawks win the series or if the Knicks win the series and they're losing five to Philly, the future doesn't change, right? Like, I'm still every bit as excited about quickly. Like, that was the thing, and I'll leave it at this, I was most excited about the Knicks. Randall sucked to high heaven. He's got to be a hell of a lot better. A disgraceful performance out of him, might I add. Okay. But the thing I was excited about, you never know how young kids are going to play in a playoff game. And that, to me, was the hardest spot anybody's ever been in a life in a playoff game. In the sense that you went from no fans your whole year, maybe a couple thousand, to 15,000 people going crazy. Like, that's a huge jump. I was incredibly impressed with how hard R.J. Barrett played. He didn't shoot great 6 of 15. He wasn't awful. wasn't great. But he was aggressive as hell. He had a double-double. He was all over the place. He made some big plays. But Emmanuel quickly, the man has a pair. I, he was bombing shots from like 25 feet out. He had no fear running in there with the floater. 
Obi Toppin like played real minutes for them, played in the fourth quarter. Like you know Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau played Obi Toppin in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Like he was just like, you're one of our five best guys. Get out there. I was to me, no matter how this series plays out, if these kids play really well in the playoffs, that is a very, very good sign moving forward. All that's true. And yes, he's not Reggie Miller as we wrap up here, but he is, it's good to have a villain in the playoffs and it's going to, Hey, you talk about uh, the crowd getting into it. They're going to boom tomorrow night. It'll be some, it'll be oh, some, it'll be, it'll be fun. They're going to. Yeah. Listen, and that's fine. Like it's, and listen, it's good natured. I didn't have any problem with him telling the fans to shut up. Hey, that's fine. That's that's sports, baby. Let it rip. But I, I just I, I the disingenuousness like the the moment itself was fine like he had a, he had a shot to win the game give him a lot of credit he played great it doesn't have to immediately turn into is he Reggie Miller is he no he's not Reggie like look if the Knicks and Hawks see each other for the next like five years and he hits a bunch of those shots then yeah sure like we can have that conversation it's the quarterfinals between two teams who are playing to get killed by Philly in the next round I, it's fine let's not. It's not making it out to be more than it was. It was a nice shot. It's a cool moment. I'm hoping my Knicks come back Wednesday night, win game two. If they don't, they're done. But I, I, I have confidence they will rebound, and I expect it to be a long series. Yeah, Atlanta fans are terrible. You can win in Atlanta even if you lose tomorrow. Oh, half uh, that place is going to be Nick fans. Right. So don't, I wouldn't worry about that long series. But uh, my question with Trey is, will he ever have a greater moment than he had here? That's on. That's totally unfair. But to go thirty and 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 whatever ten assists, eleven assists, one of four players to do that in their first playoff debut. He's right up there with my guy D Rose, and telling the Garden to shut up in your first playoff game on an Atlanta team when everybody, had, a lot of people, had talk noise on that dude. That yeah, you hit you know forty footers, but you don't win games. You're never in the playoffs. To actually get to the playoffs and then do that, that's that. He can uh, play. Him. I've always liked him. I mean, now he doesn't play a lick of defense, but he. He's a great scorer. It's going to be interesting. I'll tell you what, though, by doing that, now it sets up for, like, if you go back, if it, if it's, like, 2-2 game five, you better back it up. Because after them, you know the guard, man. There is there The garden. I'll say this as a Knicks fan, and I'll, 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 we, can, we can wrap up. I have always appreciated the fact, as a Knicks fan, like, the garden may have hated the Bulls. Hated them. But they always respected Jordan. Like there was, there was a mutual respect. I'll never forget watching him his last game at the Wizards. They gave him standing ovation at the standing ovation. They had a respect for him. They respected Kobe. They, even as much as we all hated Reggie Miller, there was a respect for how great he was. Trey Young may earn that respect over time. But I'll tell you right now, that series is two two, and he doesn't play well in Game Five, but he is going to hear it like nobody's business in that building. But hey, he gets the first laugh. Maybe he gets the last. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting series. I look forward to game two. Julius Randle, come on, buddy. Got to have more than that. That sucked. Play better. Yep. Different animal when it's all on your shoulders and it's playoff time. It's a little bit of an adjustment. We'll see how he does in game two. Hey, thanks for listening to Stack in the Box. A lot of Julio Jones today, a little Aaron Rodgers, and a spin around the league. And, of course, uh, our our weekly stop at Madison Square Garden. Verem, glad you enjoyed your vacation. Great job by your dad. I, send pictures of the garden, buddy. I want to see it. Uh, will. Will do. It's, it's a beauty. We will uh, appreciate any reviews, by the way, as always. Any rankings, if you've made it to the end of the podcast and you've never done that before, uh, we would 
very much appreciated. And also we thank, say thank you a little back end. Thank you to our friends at manscaped manscaped.com. We will see you next Tuesday. Oh, you didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for their. This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. <clears throat> Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I got to take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms.